2: Hello heroes and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm Tracy Barnett, your host and narrator. Heroes, today we start a brand new series of 1000-year-old vampire. This series is being run by the one, the only Super Dylan, and they have assembled an amazing, amazing cast of players. I can't wait for you to meet them. Let's get to the show.
0: I'm Dylan, or Super Dylan, I use she and they pronouns and I am really really thrilled to be here again on One Shot and this time facilitating a game of 1000 year old Vampire which is a game by Tim Hutchings that is made for either solo journaling or there is an option or several options actually for versions of group play one of which we're going to be doing tonight. And I'm joined by a group of really lovely people that I would love to hear introduce themselves and tell me how great and awesome and interesting they are. Why don't we start with my friend, Christian? (gasps) That's me!
3: Hi, everybody! My name is Christian, aka A Fluffy Goomba on several socials, mainly on TikTok and Twitch, where you can find me playing a variety of games with uh, with a variety of people. You can also find me on places like Total Party Kiss, where I play Ragnar of the Iron Claw, lean and Echo Knight Fighter on Sundays, uh, 8 p.m. EST on uh, For Tragic Theologian. That's all you can find me at.
4: Do you wanna? Do you wanna vamp for your Power Rangers?
5: Long shot?
0: Oh, you should vamp. Oh,
3: I'll definitely vamp for my Power Rangers. Uh, uh, long shot. I'm making a, a nice three-part uh series uh for Power Rangers the RPG by Renegade uh, Game Studios, uh, and I've got. Two of my lovely cast members here already, and I am super excited. It's my first time really jamming, uh, and I'm both terrified and very excited. And hopefully, lots of kios and hias are happening during yes. that process, and yes. it's going to be wonderful.
0: It sure will be, Andre. <gasps>
3: it's me.
4: Hi, everybody. My name is Andre. You can find me at andreveraart on Twitter. And at Andrevera.art, which is my illustration portfolio website, where you can also find a number of the series that I'm in, including Unicorn Hunt, which is connected to my thesis work for my drawing and illustration degree. Uh, also on Tragedy Theologian alongside uh, Christian on Sundays, where I play Kashmir, the world magic minotaur, barbarian, bastard, ex gladiator. You can also find me uh, every other Wednesday on the Welcome In playing with Dylan on the <laughs> Atomless. Uh, which is also released following Wednesdays in podcast forms wherever you listen to your podcasts. As Theoriac, a little garlic alien little guy, <laughs> and also in a bunch of the long shots that we run on Total Party Kiss, include which includes the Unicorn Hunt, which also includes the Red Line, which is currently being aired as we're recording. He by Dylan, uh, including the Power Rangers one shot, including other things in the future. So please check those out, and also. Check my Twitter if my commissions are open, because I am also an illustrator. You can draw your little guys, all your little guys. I'm also a a he-they little guy, so.
0: Yes. (laughs) Danny.
6: Hello, my name is Danny. You can find me all over the internet at BrutalDan, that's B-R-0-0-T-A-L-D-A-N. taldani am the internet's emotional support himbo, and I'm also the community manager for Roll20, and the community director for Free RPG Day. Ooh, Currently, I, you can find me every other Wednesday on the Friends Who Roll Dice Network, playing in Urban Shadows 2nd Edition, where I'm a fey, an emo fey fairy that just wants to collect plants and then drain them of their beauty to do magical things.
0: <laughs> oh my god. I did not know about this, and I'm very excited. <laughs> <laughs>
6: But yes, that's me. Find uh, me on Twitch, Twitter, and TikTok, and I'm usually just trying to spread the joy of gaming. And I'm super excited to be here.
1: And Sarah, hello, it's me. Hi, I'm Sarah. My pronouns are they/them, and I exist on the internet as Sarah is Coffee. I am an LA-based content creator and actor. And I do a lot of things that are very fun. I am the social media manager currently for Hyper RPG and Fear HQ. And I can be also found on Total Party Kiss and The Welcome In playing respectively a terrible, terrible wizard and a lovely little paladin. (laughs) I'm also very excited about (laughs) the game that I play with my friends over on Hunter's Entertainment, Outbreak Undead. We're currently on a hiatus, uh, so I won't give you any spoilers for what happened last season. But my character got a nice little name change and Mm. something happened that uh, made her quite interesting. And that's all I can really say, because that's as much as I know. But super excited to be here. Super excited to play.
0: Yeah, me too. I guess I should also say that I am super Dylan everywhere on the internet and you can catch me on the Atomless on Wednesdays live on the Welcome In and also in podcast format where it has been beautifully edited down by our wonderful GM and podcast editor, Matt Crail, into a beautiful little finely tuned show. Uh, And you can find me a lot of times on Thursdays on Total Party Kiss. Before we jump into A Thousand-Year-Old Vampire, I have a little question to kind of get us in the mood for the game that we're going to play. Little icebreaker question, although this is a heavier icebreaker question than what I think is normally the question. I would like to know for each of you, is the idea of immortality a tempting idea for you or a terrifying one? something in between but i i just am curious if that sounds like a good time or a bad time it's
4: extremely tempting the bane of every (laughs) artist is not having enough time so if i could just have forever time (laughs) that would be awesome that does not solve a lot of the problems of being an artist though so don't know (laughs) if it's actually worth it but uh more time to do things is good and then i don't know you just Alive until the heat death of the universe I don't know
1: I play with that concept a lot in my characters because I really like the idea of immortality however I usually view it as either a burden or an obligation uh because I feel like the yeah. the thing with living forever is that you get to see history happen over and over and feel that responsibility which is really big um so, personally, wouldn't love it. Love making my characters go through it. <laughs> interesting.
3: <laughs> I, I think as a, as a storyteller, I'm always clamoring to just hear more and be able to tell more stories. So, having the time to both experience stories and hear other people's stories is an interesting concept. Wouldn't do it personally. That sounds terrifying. Uh, I would love to see someone else go through it, maybe. I'm already uh,
1: tired. <laughs> I'm I'm tired.
3: I'm tired thinking of the concept.
1: I, like...
3: I think my body would needs a break, an eternal break. I don't, I don't think eternity sounds all that fun, because mm-hmm. like, like Sarah said, it feels like you, you're watching history and you'll watch it repeat itself several times over until the yeah. heat death in the universe, and then you're still alive. <laughs> mm-hmm.
6: I don't know. I think it'd be fun because then you, if if you were watching history change over, and there's If, if the idea of immortality is a thing, you could try to use your, use your curse and or blessing for good and try to change things. But I do, I do feel the sense of like the idea of, of of an ending makes things more exciting when you know that you don't have forever to play with. So I don't know. You probably get bored. So then you would have to find weird ways to. Get excited again, which is an exciting prospect because you can do, again, whatever you want.
1: I feel like we're going to discover that today. I think we might.
0: I am in, in rare form, but I am very intrigued and tempted by uh, the concept of immortality. I am driven in this life singularly by FOMO. If I could turn off the need for sleep, I would do it in a... In a heartbeat, in a second, I every second that I'm not experiencing life, I'm mad about it. So,
6: does that mean you don't like sleeps and naps? Because I those do are not. Oh man, I enjoy those I, so much.
1: I am there with I, you, Danny. I will pass right out.
3: <laughs> honestly, I love the
6: idea
1: <laughs> I'm out of me and closing I'm getting my follow about naps. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I like exactly that part. Yeah. I love the idea of closing my eyes and time traveling for a couple hours. And- oh,
4: yeah, that's the best kind of sleep where you just like blink and it's the next day and it's like, "Whoa, that did I sleep?" <laughs>
0: yeah. I have I that don't get me wrong, I do sleep quite a bit and I have a lot of trouble waking up from sleep, but I hate it conceptually because I hate that I've been gone for all those hours. I I want to be here so that's that's my take are we ready to be vampires are we ready to be immortal yeah yes so in this version of the group play version of a thousand year old vampire which traditionally is played as a solo journaling game but the book does give you multiple options for a group play experience so we will be playing a group of vampires who do know each other at the start of the game. We will experience some passage of time individually and then come together and meet after, a, after we've gone through a couple of the prompts to see what has changed and what has passed. In order to create our vampires, first you're going to think of a person from the distant past. We do not need to all have been born in the same time period. It can be from wherever. It just means that at some point or another we all met each other and decided that we were besties. So say I would like to play for this game. I would like to play like an 1800s midwife like somebody who would have like in her mortal life have lived in the woods and like been definitely thought to be a witch i think that's that's the general concept of her mortal person that i'm going to to create you build this character by building first like the very first experience which is like what i just said it is her life before becoming a vampire which is that she lived in the woods was thought to be a witch and gave general reproductive health care as appropriate in the 1800s that experience is going to like come into play in terms of creating memories for these vampires does anybody have a vague idea of what kind of vampire they'd like to be
1: yes yes just um for for the podcast purposes just Imagine me nodding my head very excitedly. <laughs> uh, I, I can go first unless anybody else has their idea primed and ready to go.
3: I have to do some, some primary research on the...
1: Oh, I know. I was, I was typing things up on my on phone. On the era i like, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think that my character is someone who was probably young, late teens, early 20s in the time when... Shakespeare was doing most of his writing, Mm -hmm. the concept that I kind of want to play with is someone who wanted to embody the roles that men had in the time and had to disguise herself as a man, was a cis woman, had to disguise herself as a man to do the things that she Mm -hmm. wanted to do, and then got to witness the changing of an era and step into those roles as her true identity as times changed. I think that's a very fun idea. So definitely also lived through the piracy era era and was a pirate because, yes, please.
0: Good. Excellent. Okay. Okay. Excellent. So we've got 1800s
1: midwife. We've got. That would be the late 1500s, early 1600s would be when she was turned. Perfect. 1500s. Any ideas
0: for a name yet? Not, you know, you could think of.
1: I, I like the idea of Anne. Anne is good would probably use Alexander when posing as a man. Okay, excellent.
3: looked up the uh, person I'm going to be emulating, or the era I'm going to be emulating. Um, I've chosen a Shaka Zulu kind of like medicine man who, uh, so that's what, 18, that's, yeah, eight, early 1800s to like late 1700s kind of uh, era. Medicine man, and in the modern era, there would be like a doctor or a physician. They spent their life looking for cures to all diseases, mm-hmm. and eventually came upon vampirism as a way to both accomplish that, that goal and be healthy beyond what me- normal medicine could do.
0: Ooh, yeah, that's a uh, that's a juicy motivation—the doctor that wants to live forever. Mm-hmm. You've seen all the disease, and you would like to opt out, please. Yes,
3: please. <laughs> that stuff looks bad. Mm-hmm. So, none for me, please.
4: I have a question about vampirism
3: as a as a as
4: a thing. Ooh,
0: Could okay.
4: my character be born as a vampire, as opposed to being turned into a vampire?
0: Okay, so. That is a great question, because I could definitely see some games having that. But in this game, it is necessary for you to have a character in your backstory that is the person who made you a vampire.
4: Okay. Give me a little bit more time.
0: Okay. <laughs> well, Christian, do you have a name in mind for your character? Oh, yeah.
3: I'm going to go uh, and say Naji So that's N-A-J-E-E. J. Yes.
0: Thank you so much.
3: Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay. I, I guess yeah, Yancy would be the last name. Y-A-N-C-Y.
0: Cool. Okay, I'm going with Alice for my name also. For my midwife character.
4: I do have a concept. So my character was born in the Yucatan during Spanish colonization in the 1500s and was turned into a vampire... As part of the sort of initiation rites of the group that worships Kamatzots, the the Mayan bat god, mm-hmm. and has struggled to continue to keep up that aspect of their heritage.
2: Mm,
0: cool. Any name in mind? Not yet. Okay, Danny. You got any any thoughts bubbling?
6: Yeah, I think I want to take this. I mean, it's not too far back, but I can I do like like nineteen eighties?
0: Yeah, like it yeah. doesn't have to be like <gasps> a historic. New right? one. Yeah, oh my god, you're <laughs> a our baby. new little baby vampire baby that we yeah <laughs> <laughs> we all just collected.
6: Yeah, so I think so. This is I think that it's important that it's in the eighties where my character didn't have the internet to research and stuff, and sure. they were a huge Almost like a conspiracy theorist, where they questioned everything, and they were like, "There's no way that the supernatural cannot be real. If we live in a world like this, there's like humans cannot be the superior. Like there's no way."
0: Oh, God, yeah. this is yeah. one of my favorite tropes. To the truth, yeah. yeah, this is one of my favorite tropes. In the world, is person who absolutely believes that the supernatural or science fiction exists, and then it and then it happened, right? <laughs> exactly. La- oh, oh God, that's what I want to happen to me, universe. Yeah. Good God.
6: Yeah. Incredible. And yeah, I think they they they're probably like mid forties. They've kind of spent their 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 adulthood, their early adulthood, just like trying to prove some something somehow and then they finally get get the chance to to become what they've they've assumed was real the whole time and I think Winston is the name Winston
5: Ooh.
6: immigrated over to Vancouver in Canada they have they, they're like a very they they love to theorize in the woods and you can only imagine their their little their hut or their their cabin just hoarder-like, all these different types of references in in the house, books upon books. They don't even like to read, but they think one day they're going to be able to prove something with these texts that they've collected
3: over time.
0: Incredible. Everything that you you all just said, these concepts of what your character was before they were a vampire, that's going to count as your first memory in terms of how this game works mechanically. You get to pick three skills for each of your vampires that you have and three resources that they obtained while they were still mortal. This is like, really, it can be anything you're going to create and lose them as the game goes on in both of these. So can just be completely random. Like I'm going to say as a midwife, my skills are definitely going to include things like, like herbalism I imagine that I was very good at hiding also from witch hunter type folks, and that I probably also have some skills in gossip, probably probably very good at at gossip and then I will say I'll give myself resources like a medicine bag. I'm gonna actually also give myself like a really well-constructed bone knife too that I probably used to defend myself on occasion back before I lost my mortality. And then as another resource, because these can be big or small, I am going to give myself the resource of like a whisper network. So when I was still alive, I had like the ability to send word to like the women of other villages and I retain that at least for a little while after I lose my life. So everybody gets to create those same three type of things. So like three resources that you have and three uh, skills that you have.
4: Okay, so my character's name is Santiago. I'm going to say that Santiago played ball court, so is, is quite athletic, is multilingual, starts, speak- mm-hmm. starts off speaking Spanish and quiche, and I would like to do something more mystical. I'm going to say can like kind of teleport through shadows.
0: Cool. Terrifying. Uh, what was the first one you said? Multilingual, teleport, and then I missed it. Uh, athletic. Athletic, okay. Yeah. And then what about three items you have?
4: Santiago has one of the last remaining copies of the Popova. Mm-hmm. Has an old lucky coin. And... I think uh uh jade necklace. Cool. All
0: right, anybody else got any trinkets things they want to have?
6: Winston again living in the woods with a lot of these things. I think the three skills that Winston has had is night vision. They can see in the dark very well. Um they're they're accustomed to the night, the darkness. Uh they keep Lighting. their their cabin super dimly lit. Also good at climbing. They have good grip strength, just from forging through the woods, um, okay. carrying logs, massive thick forearms. And uh, they also have an iron stomach, so they eat whatever, Ooh. whether it's random foliage that they find, fungus, animals, bugs. And I think the three resources, these three resources, they it, it's still on the fence, but they've collected these almost like movie type props that have these like immaculate names so they haven't proven that they've worked yet but winston has an amulet of invisibility Mm -hmm. a crystal of speaking and a ring of the tundra and he just keeps them on his person all the time doesn't know if anything actually works but does that mean the crystal speaks who knows
0: who knows i sure don't i don't either
2: Hello, heroes, and welcome to the mid-roll. Heroes, we just want to take a quick moment to thank you for listening. We hope that you are enjoying the content that we put out, we hope that everything that we are able to do brings you a slice of joy in your life, and we hope that if you really, really, really enjoy what we're doing, you can head over to our Patreon at patreon.com oneshotpodcast one-shot-podcast and throw us some support. Thanks, heroes. Let's get back to the show.
1: So Anne's skills. The first one is swordplay because she had to learn very early on to uh, take on the roles that she had. I don't know Mm -hmm. if this is gaming the system a bit, but this isn't, I feel like, a vampiric skill. This is like a human skill that translated over. A good memory because, uh, you know, (laughs) back then you had to memorize your lines in one day. Mm Mm-hmm a pretty sharp memory. And the one that goes a little more supernatural is she was very good at deception in life. And in undeath, it has become an uncanny ability, kind of a waving the Mm -hmm. hand in front of the face, making someone think that they saw something else. Right. Excellent at deception. Oh,
0: excellent. I I do like when supernatural creatures have, like, abilities that are just heightened versions of what they were already good at a little bit
1: it's very fun Mm -hmm. as for her resources she starts out with an actor's kit so like paint and things like that that you would use in order to become your characters Mm -hmm. a rapier because everyone carried one back then and original shakespeare texts but only her lines Because that's how they were <laughs> written back then. Yeah. You didn't get the full folio. Is that folio. true? Yeah, every actor would only be given their lines specifically, and like the two or three words that led into their lines, and often wouldn't even get to like put them on their feet before they acted. Wild times. Very wild. Yeah, podcast. You're gonna get some theater history because that was <laughs> part of my major.
6: <laughs> and you said, and and Alex when Alex is
1: yes uh when when she is like dressed as a man she goes by the name alex or alexander mm-hmm.
3: i guess it's up to me now i've been i've been yes. doing lots of research trying to figure out what the what i should pick Fantastic. starting with i'll start with skills because i'm still kind of cool. thinking about the items um skills i'm gonna say he gets visions like shaman and medicine before him medicine men and women. His perception is very high considering he is like either perception or insight, watching people's reactions Mm -hmm. to medicine to make sure to see if if things are working, to see if like how people are reacting in the space he's in. And uh, the last skill, because medicine seems to be the name of the game here. I'm just going to just say he's good with chemicals and um, elements and alchemy. Love that. So as for items, he's got a alchemist kit if this is like pre he's got an alchemist kit i believe it's called Ikiwa, which is like a like a like a sword or a dagger mm-hmm. made of like stone or bone and uh he's got he's got a little he's got he's got like a pan flute
0: ooh i love for rituals and stuff i love that very much okay we we then now get to do something together as a group we get to create Our three mortals that we know as a as a group of vampire friends, who are the three humans that we all keep around or like have a little relationship with. They can be anything. They can be people that we go to for resources. They could be friends, lovers. They could be enemies. They can be literal living relatives from before we became vampires. Anything. That you would like
1: now are these our collective three that we have together?
0: Yeah, they so they can be like related more to one of our characters if we would like, but we the agreement will be I guess that we all know them. Good stuff. Mm -hmm.
4: I would like a twin brother. (gasps) Oh
1: my
0: god! Oh my god! Wish granted. Happily, you have a twin brother.
4: So it's Santiago and uh, Sandalio.
1: Writing down the names.
0: I think actually I would love it if if we did at least have one of these be an oh, enemy. Oh yes,
1: please. Could I pose one? Please, Could Sarah. Could we have an enemy that is like one of the lawyers that tried to get you burned for being a witch?
0: Oh,
1: 100%, Sarah,
0: okay. my absolute darling.
1: Very much like, oh, turns out you weren't a witch, but you were something else, and he's still after you, you know? Yeah. Okay, fantastic. What would his name be? Something very Waspian. Wasp and Protestant. Wasp.
3: Featherington. <laughs> Feather- Featherington. You know what? Yeah, Featherington. Featherington. Feather-
1: Feather- Feather- Featherington? Featherington? Featherington?
0: Featherington? Featherington?
1: Featherington. Daniel Featherington. Of Daniel Featherington.
0: Daniel Featherington. God, and
6: and a... he will not stay... Like, you have to say first name, last name. He will you have
1: you. to. 100%. Yes. Yeah. One of us starts calling in, like... What's <laughs> Something <laughs> like Featherboy, just to, just to <laughs> piss him <laughs> off.
6: <laughs> it's Daniel Featherington. son?
3: <laughs> Featherington! Daniel
1: Featherington! <laughs>
3: Featherington, gotcha, gotcha. I don't know why I thought of this, but I, I just thought of
6: just kind of like a... a like a park ranger and or somebody that is good for resources that is, is kind of our go-to like hey we need i don't know we need to find somebody or we need some sort of item Ooh. can you go find it Or they're just yeah our hookup,
0: hookup up character okay yeah our yeah, daytime yeah. plug
6: yeah exactly yeah yeah
0: all right so it's like So, all right. I don't know how much use we need from a park ranger, but. uh, (laughs) Well,
6: that's how we maybe that's how we met them.
0: That's how we met. Okay, so they but they they work for like local government or something like that.
6: Well, maybe they have like a thousand jobs like. Weren't you just a, a male person, or weren't you just a chef? Yeah, we I'm working oh at the God. bodega. They
1: you know. worked yeah, exactly. for the local <laughs> government, and they got, like, the curfew for businesses to stay open pushed back at a certain Yes. 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 Like a,
4: like
3: yes. a night owl,
4: we've, like, ordinance. Or amazing.
3: Something.
0: We've, got a, we've got a jack of all trades. Can yeah. his name be Jack, please? Of course. Yes. Of course. Trade. Of course. Jack Trade. Yeah. Jack Trade, we're going to call him. This wonderful guy who does these beautiful favors for us. Amazing.
6: I feel like he always says yes, but he might not always deliver what we asked for. But he thought he did a very good job. He's he's mm-hmm. doing his best. He's doing his
4: best. A good, good person. Good who's lad, just doing yeah. their best. Good just lad. a good lad. Yeah. yeah.
0: Absolutely fantastic. All right, so so Jack Trade, I I feel like we all have a very good business relationship with. Is Jack is Jack just interested in us because he's like keen on being in on the on the, the neat secret? Or does
1: Jack need something from us in return, do we think?
3: Mm.
0: Does
1: Jack want eternal life? What's all of our vibes on turning people? I feel like that's an important thing to establish. Mine is like heavily in favor. Okay.
3: Mine thinks of it as a last resort.
1: Okay.
4: Ma Santiago probably imagines it to be a very like personal decision.
0: Yeah. Mm.
6: Winston has not turned anybody yet and is kind of scared to, but also oh. it's like kind of wants to. <laughs> wants the experience doesn't know how to parse mm-hmm. it out yet.
1: Mhm. I think Winston. Alice has done it. Uh, Anne, that's your character. Anne has yeah. done it but does not enjoy it. But since we have people in favor, I feel like we shouldn't do that. He wants to turn because he already probably would be turned by now then. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is true. That is true. Otherwise, we're creating a, a, a little bit of a scenario where we're
1: really stringing we're this just
0: guy being along. Real
1: for, mean, which I mean, we for, could what we do in the shadows. <laughs> <fine>. yeah, yeah.
6: <laughs> I just binged that. So that's it's like so good. amazing. Yeah. Well, if he works for the government, maybe. maybe we protect him in case anything like if the government comes after him or mm-hmm. you know we
1: sway his political campaign. <laughs> for him if he has bullies yeah. at work
3: <laughs> exactly
1: <Ooh. laughs> you're not going
0: to bully our jack this is our we are his goons <laughs> <laughs> oh no oh dear all right so we've got a mutual mutually beneficial symbiotic relationship with jack trade daniel Featherington obviously is an enemy. It, you know, he's probably not one of the ones that wanted me burned at the stake when I was still alive because that, that was a, while a really long time ago. But this does happen to me still because I still insist on living in the woods and being a little creep that <laughs> occasionally I do still get witch hunters. So this is sort of like an aging an aging uh, witch hunter Amazing. guy who's just like really bothersome.
6: And he could have lineage, like his great grandfather could have been.
1: Oh my God! Wait, oh what if it's right. a line yeah. of Featheringtons yeah. that keep like passing down to hunt you? <laughs> yeah. Oh my.
3: Because you're the one that. And got, they still think you're. Like the, you're, you're the one that got away. <laughs>
1: I'm
0: the one that got away from the Featherington,
3: and embarrass them somehow.
0: Only with the
1: finest
3: eagle feather can you
0: destroy
3: (laughs) an unbeliever, and it fully is just
4: not true at all.
1: Just (laughs) bad. It's just, and they think that there's like a curse on them. Like ever since we couldn't catch this one witch, our family, their name has been besmirched, and it's like y'all are just bad. It's just that people. It's just bad name. It's just not.
3: It's not a clean name. Like, I've
0: told you a thousand times. You just have to stake me in the heart. I'm not gonna let you, but like that's all it is. It's like, that. No? It's
3: not that difficult. It's not. <laughs> there are <laughs> movies now that explain it in great detail.
1: Yeah, it's all been really well exposed. Ooh. I was just really convinced you're lying.
0: And then Andre, for Santiago's twin brother, mm-hmm. do we do we all have like a friend friendship? relationship what kind of relationship does the group as a whole do you think would have with
4: i think sandalio is very much like i think santiago has a lot more of like a reserved nature and like is very careful understanding like that like immortality and vampirism is very like a very meticulous sort of thing but i think sandalio is very like blasé about it a little bit more reckless Mm. so people will will report seeing santiago doing dumb things and he's like no that's not me that's my twin.
1: <laughs> That's my evil twin. That's my jackass oh. twin
4: brother. Don't don't listen to him.
1: Okay. With that, I think that Anne is often very annoyed by Sandalio. Okay. Fantastic. So we are
0: we are almost we are almost done with the the creation of our little group. What we do need to do. So your first memory is the memory of what you were before you got turned into a vampire. You get two other memories to start. They can be very Brief things like, I took a voyage once across a great sea. Things like that. I will say for Alice, her other two memories will be sharing a freshly baked hot apple pie with a a family like somewhere she met in the woods. And as a vampire, early on, before she met all of you, she absolutely did a little bit of exploring and saw the seven wonders.
1: Aww. I will say well Anne's memory first is the one of being an actor. Uh mm-hmm. it wouldn't be me if I didn't make this a little gay. So Please. the second memory is going to be like on the high seas when Anne shared her first kiss with a woman and tumblers clicked into place Mm. and that was after being turned of course many many years later took a long time and the final memory i'll say is a more recent one the first time she ever walked into a corporate office and the interview that she had in order to get the job
0: oh my god uh, that makes me feel so deeply sad like the idea of being a vampire and going into an office interview feels <laughs> yeah. so upsetting it's
1: wonderfully <laughs> mundane isn't it yeah oh no
0: all right so yeah so anybody else have some ideas for memory
6: is it three memories
0: Three total. The first one is the memory of who you were. So you've already said that one. So your memory as Winston is it, your first memory is being a conspiracy theory, theorist in the pre-internet age trying to prove the supernatural's real. And then you get two other memories they can be before you were a vampire or after anything you like.
6: Yeah, I think one of the first ones was he remembers having a picnic with his mom's lakeside and he was very young, maybe like three or four, and across the lake he saw a furry bipedal creature holding hands with a swampy fish-like creature. And this memory has stuck with him, and he's been trying to explain it to his his moms for a while. And they're just like, "Oh, Winston, you Joker, you." Um, I'm so, so that, sorry. That's, that's that was been- me
1: and Alice. We're so sorry. To- <laughs>
6: <laughs> and I think the the um. The next one was maybe after he turned and he was trying to spill the beans maybe to Mm -hmm. maybe to someone he cares about. Maybe, maybe his moms, maybe like he, they, they, I'm assuming they don't believe in the supernatural Mm because he's grown up. He's, he's had all these ideas in his head and he's tried to sit down with his moms. His moms now are very elderly people and this one time he just remembers trying to tell them and they just again treat him like the little kid that he was when he was 3 or 4 like oh you're so silly and that memory that was the last time he saw them so
0: oh my god
6: so now oh, wait, his moms shit. are passed i just made that up
0: okay Got
6: so it. the memory was him trying to tell his his moms that yeah i'm a vampire and they they didn't think anything of it they thought Winston's just being Winston, and then
0: Win-
1: yeah. they
6: passed away. So oh my God. again, very well, queer, gonna,
1: <laughs> deeply queer, deeply, deeply, deeply heartbreaking. I love it.
0: Yeah, honestly, how dare you?
3: So I've got my three. The first one is, um, of course, just living, just learning from his old his old witch doctor or, or, or shaman mother, uh, grandmother, learning mm-hmm. learning that. And learning the trades and learning that you can save life as quickly as you can take it. Second memory, or if we're all going to go kind of sad and stuff, uh, is escaping capture. And instead of going across to the triangle trade, uh, heading west and Mm. going towards Europe and Germany and China and India and learning their medical trades. And then the third memory is finally coming to America and working in a hospital in a uh, impoverished neighborhood because... The people look like him again.
0: it's mm. so, pretty beautiful. Yeah.
3: Okay,
4: so my three memories are exclusively the memory of just the initiation into the Kamatsat sect.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: When he was young. Sarah, I also had a, a, a ship thing. Uh, like a, like <gasps> a maritime thing. Ships. Hell. Having nearly died in a Caribbean shipwreck... And surviving on an island alone for some time. And then sometime in the 20th century, going to an opening, like like an exhibit opening at an archaeological museum and seeing the artifacts from when he was younger, but not knowing the cultural significance of a lot of it and being confused by that.
0: Yikes, yeah. Bunch of sad kids. Wow, we're sad, everybody. It's
4: so sad so oh, fast.
0: So sad, so bad. History's not
1: fair to us. We're having fun. Uh, We're bopping around. We're joking about witch hunters. Heartbreak. Heartbreak.
0: (laughs) Okay, last two things, and then we actually get to role play, and I'm so, so excited. One, we get to create our immortal, the person that made us a vampire. And you get to create a mark. Your mark being something that, once you became a vampire made you slightly different from humanity. It should be something that you need to conceal somehow in order to stay hidden. So eyes that are like sclered out, literal wings, any anything that you would like your character to have that distinguishes them from humanity somehow and how you have concealed it.
4: I think Santiago... Has larger bat-like ears, and typically conceals it just by having long hair, like long voluminous hair that just covers it up.
6: Mm-hmm.
4: We'll we'll try to avoid situations where like that can be like revealed. Like won't go out on like windier days or anything like that. we we'll, <laughs> a bit of, a bit of an indoor kind of person nowadays.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: I, I think also. Maybe has more of like like a bat like nose, kind of like the, the smushed nose. Yeah, and so nowadays worth like a prosthesis.
0: Okay, so you got long hair to cover the ears and uh and a prosthesis that you put on to cover the nose.
1: Mm-hmm. And who's your immortal? Do you think? Oh yeah,
0: who's your immortal?
4: I think this would be very juicy if the immortal that changed me was not actually someone from the Kamatzat sect, but a Spanish like spy who did a different one on one right that was actually Catholic in origin. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's so fucky with Santiago, is because it's not the actual practice that right. is that is from his
3: culture.
0: Right. So it like it went it it's wrong. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I'm gonna say the person who turned him was none other than his grandmother, the, the, mm. the woman he learned everything from, as she's mm. the one who taught him that this is a last resort rule, and when she used it on him, she explained that exact principle, and when he he felt his heart stop, but he was still alive, he understood what she was talking about, and while he went west. I mean, while he, while he while he went east, she went west. So she went straight to America, while he went everyone out, everywhere else. Mm-hmm. And I think the thing that um, points out that he is not all that human anymore uh, is uh, he does have uh, sclera, blackish eyes, blacked-out blacked out right? eyes. And during his travels, he discovered, I believe it is in China or Asia sunglasses and he wears sunglasses to block people from looking at his eyes cool
0: you found a way to uh to make him very
1: badass Mm -hmm. very very, badass very
0: very proud
1: i am going to say that Anne's immortal was now i'm going with a real historical name here so nobody come for me is george hastings the fourth earl of huntingdon (laughs) Okay, and the reason I think this is like old gentry kind of nobility, a, an appreciator, a patron of the arts, also mm-hmm. a vampire who discovered Anne's secret and had seen the times change, and in in his lifetime, and was like, I'm going to give you this gift so that you can watch the times change and maybe find a place that you actually like belong. Thinking that he was giving a gift, maybe not so much of an actual gift. Yeah. And Anne has claws. Not not like, oh, they grow and protrude from the tips of her fingers, but like the last phalange is actually replaced by yeah. a sharp protrusion. And uh, she wears gloves. Very cool. Alice was
0: turned, there was a girl that she had had helped with her services many years before. Unfortunately, later on, some group of witch hunters did technically catch her and set her up to be hanged. And this girl had since become a vampire and came and repaid, I guess, the favor years later by turning her at the last minute. Mm-hmm. I think, as a consequence of the way that she died, her physical change is that like the scarring from where she was hanged as a witch is like ever bleeding, and so she covers that up with a with a thick scarf that she wears all the time.
6: Creepy! I love it. Mine's a little more campier. Give um, it. Love it. <laughs> Again, Winston, kind of this hermit conspiracy theorist, super big into horror movies, of course. And I think he, he had a, a girlfriend that he, he actually opened up to about his like wild and crazy conspiracy theories. And she would kind of humor him. And it turns out her name was Cassandra aka Elvira, the Mistress of Dark But <laughs> But this was before the Mistress of Dark Elvira character came it. Cassandra Peterson was the person that was Are you telling
0: home. me right now that you were made by the, <laughs> the Well, Elvira? So here's the
6: thing. Here's the thing, right? So oh when God. when he turned, he doesn't have like a huge memory. So for him it's very fuzzy and he doesn't know if it was actually Cassandra, all he has is a note left on his nightstand that just says, "You'll thank me later, bloody heart, Cassandra," and that's oh it. Oh
0: my god!
6: And ever since then, he's never seen Cassandra again. He he was heartbroken. He didn't know what to do, and yeah, that's that. The thing is, he's trying to piece it all together for for whatever reason. Uh, he's he's not. He hasn't worked up, mustered up the courage to go talk to Cassandra about this thing. (laughs) And I think for, for him, he, he, again, he's pretty new to things and he looks relatively normal. He kind of has these like really thick glasses that over-exaggerate how big his eyes actually are. And I think he has heterochromia and they, the, the two different iris colors, but they always shift. So like, they're never the same and if you try to call it out he'll just be like no they're, they're the same like, like yeah I've always had one red and one blue
0: and then right. the next day it
6: might just be like brown and yellow so
0: incredible absolutely wonderful
2: this episode of One Shot features music from the following artists your story is not yet written by Late Bloomer This episode of OneShot was edited and sound designed by Tracy Barnett. You can find more of their work online anywhere at TheOtherTracy. That's it for OneShot this week, but don't worry. We'll be back next week with part two of Thousand-Year-Old Vampire. As always... We end one shot with a call to action, and this week, Heroes, I want you to think about energy. You see, The reason the episode is late this week is because here in central Ohio, where I live, we had a series of power outages, and obviously a lot of things have been going on with climate change and with infrastructure, and there's a lot of interactions that have been predicted to happen, and the people who are in charge, be they politicians or business owners, haven't done anything to fix a lot of the problems. So, I would like you to do what we often ask you to do and call your representatives. Head to fivecalls.org, make your voice heard, they have scripts you can follow, and you can cover any issues that are important to you. This one, currently pretty important to me and important to a lot of people around the country. If there's something that's more pressing for you, call, use your voice. Thanks, heroes. If you enjoyed this show, you should check out some of the other shows on the Shot Podcast Network. Shows like System Mastery, System Mastery is a delightful stroll through the history of role-playing games, except the games are terrible and the hosts are real jerks about everything. Join hosts Jeff and John as they explore the weirdest games ever made, to talk about what worked, what went wrong, and which Silverhawk was the best. It was a hot wing. Come on. Find their shows at SystemMasteryPodcast.com.